Hey everybody, Jim Malone here, coming to you live on Dallas Trading Floor. Just trying to get my uh, um, <laughs> my other my other thing working here. Okay, let's start over. <laughs> okay, all right. I didn't put it on the the right one. Let's do it there. Okay. You would think I would be better at this after doing this every day for almost a year. So, well, darn it. <laughs> Heck, trying to get it, trying to get it to go. Well, okay, we'll just use this background. Heck, all right. So there we go. All right. Everybody, I'm live on Dallas Trading Floor, and it looks like we have to move that stream. There we go. All right, so we should be we should be live. I've got some weird I've got some weirdness again. Let me just go out uh, of the studio and go. To the stream. Okay, I think there we go. <laughs> I think we're on. I think we're I think we're working it now. <laughs> I think we're working it now. So Let's get to some of the, just, just the real quick on the slides here. Just kind of wanted to show you my positions. Um, I did move into a uh, microchip. It's going to be splitting two for one, and that's coming up. So that's, that's kind of a nice opportunity. Uh, I'm going to see, you know, if, that, if that'll work. But, uh, you know, we shall see. We're in a confirmed uptrend, which is a good thing. Uh, the, definitely the market has turned very nice right now. Now, how long that'll last, I don't know. Who long, who knows? But at least for right now, we are in this confirmed uptrend. So that indeed is a very good thing. Just kind of want to show you what I'm in currently. Um, stocks that I have, uh, Apple, it's up a dollar today, which is kind of nice. It just still keeps, you know, hitting that that ceiling there, that that 150 ceiling. It just just seems like it, it can't move above that. So I don't know what it is, but hopefully we'll be busting past that uh, 150 ceiling and you know it will it will move it will move higher palantir is up today at about three percent a little bit over three percent a little bit of volume there coming in uh you know palantir has some great earnings and uh, a lot of people seem to really like the stock so uh, i'm definitely in it um and hopefully we'll uh see how it does um robert half again i i doubled up on the positions here it's moving up very nicely Volume is down. Yeah, it's a little concerning. Uh, Berkshire Hathaway just basically flat. It's up 79 cents. Really not, not anything to talk about. The chips have been getting a lot of love as of late. Uh, my position in ST Micro, it's up again today. It's just kind of crawling up there. Not not uh, not zooming up like uh, Nvidia, but uh, doing well. Uh, Goldman Sachs, nice uh, nice move today on Goldman. Uh, up about 6.26%. Now, this is interesting. Goldman is a little bit different than a lot of the other stocks because they make the majority of their money from trading and not from uh, actually lending. So they're a money they're a, they're a uh, a money center a bank, but they make most of their money trading. So a little bit different than the Wells Fargo's and the J.P. Morgan's of the world. It's up nicely today. Trex, this is the plastic wood company. It's up as well. We just have green across the board, which is really, really nice. I did um, I did buy another position in Matson Lines, um, 
which I like very much. And that's up $3 today. For some reason, the shippers are getting a lot of love. I don't know why, but they are. I did uh, trim a little bit on Macy's, but it's up about 50 cents. Did trim in one of my positions, but I still am holding Macy's. It's doing quite well as well. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's up about 2.1% today. Uh, one of the real stories, of course, here is NVIDIA. It's up about $6. It looks as if we have moved, and this is the key thing for NVIDIA, we have moved above that very, very critical, about 220. And I do think we're going to see some nice action on it. Um, Airbnb, for some reason, is up today. Uh, the volume's down a little bit. That's a little concerning on me. But uh, I do I do have Airbnb. Just going to see how it goes. I don't have a huge position in it. But, you know, I do like the name. This was not really bought. I This is bought more on the um, fundamentals and not on the technicals. Remember, you always want to try to, when you're coming into stock, you want to look at the fundamentals. You also want to look at the technicals, too. Addressable market, that kind of thing. But you always want to sell in the technicals. So if it violates... Technically, you want to you know you you want to you want to get those sell signals uh, quickly, but when you're buying, you want to look at something that it may be kind of a you know something that's going to going to change the world a little bit. And, and I think Airbnb does have those some of that um, criteria. Down a little bit on Perkin Lumber, I still really really like this stock. It is the company that makes gene sequencing equipment, and that is a very big thing. It's down seventy one cents, but this this is just a phenomenal stock. These guys actually made the Hubble telescope too. They've been they've been around forever and a day. I think the company's like 60 years old. I think if you bought the stock way back when, it, it, you know, it would have been one dollar, and now it's now it's new, moving really nice. Microchip. I want to kind of put that on everybody's radar. This stock is going to be splitting two for one again. It's it's my third it's my third chip stock. I'm kind of heavy on the on the chips right now. Um, you know, I don't know. I maybe I maybe re readjusting that, but I like microchip because it's going to do that two for one split. And it, it's up today as well, $3.63, or about 2%. So we'll see. This is in a very good pattern. It's a little bit below. I'm buying it a little bit early. It's a little bit below the buy zone. But it's something that, you know, I think is I, I think it has some some real some real potential. So let's I just kind of want to share my screen here for some of the charts. And let's get over to that. There we go. And and really, you know, basically. What's happening here? And I, and I kind of want to show you this chart on microchip because I think it's so interesting. Uh, at least, at least from my perspective, it is interesting. Well, that's not as interesting there. <laughs> Let's get the chart up here. Okay. And, and what I'm going to do here is I'm going to zoom in a little bit. So this may be a little bit jerky. Sometimes it is. Um, but I'm going to zoom in a little bit and see if we can get up to about 200% magnification because it's, it's a lot easier to see if that's the case. All right. So here we are with microchip. Again, this one is going to be splitting two for one. Looking at the daily chart here, but let's go over to the weekly chart. I kind of want to show you why I'm so interested in this one. This is my little reversal line here. It's this kind of this, this dotted black line here. And basically what that is, is that's the line that shows when it, when it moves from going in a downward direction to shifting to an upper uh, uh, direction. As you can see, the, re the relative strength line, this is this blue line here, it's pointed upwards, and of course, they had some very good. Uh, they had some. They had some very, very good earnings, and let's kind of just check check in on those earnings. Um, the the sales were up twenty percent, and but the earnings were up twenty seven percent. And again, the I think it's been. I don't know how many years it's been since they split their stock, but they've split their stock before. Um, I believe it was four or five years ago. But this this seems this company just seems to be kind of chugging along. I don't know what it is. 
why it is, but it's got a 33% return on equity, which is pretty excellent. Uh, PE ratio is relatively low at 22 for a chip stock. Nice cash flow, 765. Now, do I recommend the stock? No. I mean, obviously, you're going to have to make your own decision on this, but I'm certainly buying it, and the funds are too. So that's kind of something that I kind of wanted to point out to everybody. Uh, you know, kind of what I'm buying, kind of, you know, what, you know, what is working for me right now. And that seems to be, that seems to be what's, you know, kind of working, uh, working right now. So um, let's see if we can get, uh, oh, good question. Thank you. Uh, is AMD breaking out? Well, that is a good question. Let's, let's kind of go back to the charts and see if AMD is doing what what's up with AMD. Now, I do have a spread on AMD. It's a bull put spread. So it's a bullish spread and I do really really like this company. It, but the question is, is it breaking out? Well, if we look at the stock, if we look at the stock action here, this is a cup uh, formation. It came out of a double bottom and then a cup formation. So this is what they call base on base action. And it's very good. It's a, it's a very, very good, um, it, it, you know, it, it's a, it's a very good action. Uh, I definitely like base on base. It means that, you know, um, it means they're getting ready to, you know, possibly uh, go, go a little bit higher right now. And I, and I'm going to click back to the daily chart. As you can see, it, 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 it broke out very, very decisively. And then it pulled all the way up to, to 122.49. Then it pulled back. Now I had a stop at 116. So I was sold out there. So I had to wait until it pulled all the way back here to the 21 day line. But by the way, this is actually very healthy action. So this is actually very good action on the, um, you know, on this, on the stock. So, uh, you know, AMD pulled back, it bounced off that 21 day line, and now it's making its, its movement higher. Now, what's powerful about this one, you can see where I entered the bull foot spread. I, I entered the bull foot spread on the 26th. That was basically yesterday. And you can see, why did I enter it there? Well, the reason I did is because these little bars here, you can see how it went down and it touched that, that pink line. That's the 10-day average. Because, I, because of the way this typically works, when it touches that, it's going to shoot back up. And it did today. So very nice uh, action on it. It's about 111 right now. Now, the question is, is this actionable? Well, it depends. <laughs> Isn't that a good word? Yes, it depends. <laughs> it depends on whether or not you already have a position in here. If you already have a position, then I think it is actionable. And I do think you can add on here. But we are extended because remember, the original buy point, 95.44, you know, and, and, and I just, you know, this thing went so fast, I was able to catch it 5% above the buy point which is the top of the buy zone. And then, and then once I got in, then I added, but it got a little bit far away from me. Then I didn't add again. I had to wait again. Uh, I had to wait until I sold out It pulled back. And then I bought another full position. And, and you see, I, I bought it at 109, which is kind of high. Now it's come back up, but I put a spread on it. So this is one of my favorite stocks. I'll be, be absolutely upfront with you. I really like AMD. I really like the action on it. Um, you know, right now it's a leader along with NVIDIA. So um, if you're looking to, to come into the stock, I, you know, if it's a new buy, I think you got to wait a, a little bit, but there are some other options 
um, there, there, there are there are some other options in order to get into the stock. Let's uh, take a look at some of the bro um, analysis for BTC. Just seconds, uh, uh, appreciate it in advance. Okay, well, let's take a look. Kind of, you know, now if you're looking on TikTok, you're gonna you're not gonna see the background. Unfortunately, you're gonna. My background is uh, you have to go to the to the um, to the YouTube feed. Well, actually, if you're looking on TikTok, the easiest way to take a look at what I'm doing here is to go to my profile, click on the link, and scroll all the way down, and you'll see the feed, the live feed for YouTube. And it does have the, the charts on it. So I just want to kind of put that on there. Okay, so we, we're interested in possibly taking a look at, um, you know, what's going on in the wonderful world of, um, in the wonderful world of Bitcoin. So first of all, I'm going to take a look at the BTC. This is the um, um, GBTC. Put that in there. Okay, oh, there we go. G B T C, and this is the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. And why do I use this? Well, because this is an ETF, and they control about four percent of the world's Bitcoin, and that's why this is very significant. Now, it has been moving very nicely, and it has moved beyond this reversal line. It's above the um, it, it's above the the two hundred day line. This is showing me that the demand for Bitcoin is bullish at this point. Now, because Bitcoin isn't obviously a stock, uh, you have to, we're going to, I'm going to go out here and pull up um, uh, a chart for the Bitcoin itself, BTC, of course, and that's Bitcoin. And I kind of want to show you that on the screen. So here we go. Um, 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 um. <laughs> There we go. This is just a web page that's showing Bitcoin pulled back a little bit. It was at it, it was at uh, forty nine thousand. Been pulling back a look, but it's still bullish because it's above forty thousand. Uh, this is on the one month chart. Let's look at the five day chart. Kind of what it did this week. You know, it's it sort of seems to be getting some support right about um, um, forty seven, and then it's moving up. So here's the thing. I I think as long as we are staying. You know, as as long as long as we're staying above, um, you know, we're, we're staying above forty thousand. I think you can definitely move into it, um, but below that, I think you got to be a little bit careful. Um, you know, the 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 tough thing about Bitcoin is very volatile, of course, because you know there's a lot of people buying in. I I heard somewhere, and this is really interesting, that it's one of the number one investments for people living in Turkey because the Turkish lira is in such a bad shape. So. A lot of people are buying Bitcoin as a hedge. And, uh, you know, you would think the U.S. dollar would be going down more, but it isn't because it's it's the reserve currency, which is which is kind of a two-edged sword because I, I really believe that Bitcoin, you know, exists to keep, you know, the U.S. dollar honest. I'm, at least I'm hoping it is. Um, but, you know, the kind of thing is, is that, um, you know, I do think that Bitcoin, you know, is definitely going to have um, a place in the portfolio. But right now, the way I'm investing in Bitcoin is to buy the GBTC, which is the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, mainly because it's very fungible and I can move in and out of it very quickly and I can also margin it. So that's kind of my take on Bitcoin right now. But I thank you very, very much for that question. And let's take another question from uh, YouTube. Okay, so Netflix and HOLZ. Let's look at Net. I want to kind of look at Netflix first. In FLX, I haven't been trading Netflix that much. It looks like it has reversed, and that is indeed a good thing. So let's pull up the 
chart for um there we go so basically the situation here with with um netflix is you know we have moved above that that um we've we've moved above the um reversal line this is the reversal line that i have drawn here so that is good and we've moved above the intermediate high point which is about 557 now let me let me zoom out a little bit here to kind of get a look at the lay of the land that should zoom us out there there we go so this is kind of how um this is kind of how it's been trading right now uh we did we 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 moved below the 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 50 day the the 200 day moving average and then we bounced off that we're moving up so this is a very what i consider relatively early place to to come into netflix i am not as excited about this area as i've been in the past part of the problem is that the leisure movies and related business its category is 171 out of 197 now that doesn't appeal to me as much and also with companies like Disney, you know, Netflix is starting to get a run for its money. Now, the question is, can they keep their subscriber go, um, can they keep, keep their subscribers going? Well, I think it's slowing down a little bit. And here's what I want to show you here. Oops, let me kind of pull that out there. The subscriber growth on Netflix seems to be slowing down a little bit uh, due to the fact that the sales were up 20%, 20%, 20%, 20%. But now we're at 19%. Now, why is that critical? Well, I'm looking pri primarily for a stock that can go up 20% in sales every quarter. Now, that's a stock that's doing extremely well. And I'm not saying that, that Netflix is not doing well. I'm just saying its growth is starting to slow slightly. So that might be a concern. Also, if you look at the chart, we have two consolidations, but they're not very, very much up. So it looks as if the 200-day line has caught up with um with the price so here's what i would say for netflix i think that you know it's probably not a good time to be entering a new position because it just doesn't seem to have as much mojo right now now of course i could be just totally wrong about that because i mean it could just pick up towards the end of the year but right now i think that there's a little bit better merchandise out there um and it seems as if at least from my vantage point that we're seeing a lot more action with some of the um, chip stocks, chip names, than we are with uh, some of the, um, you know, really considered software as a service. And, and really, Netflix is essentially a software as a service because it's it's, it's streaming software. It's really what it is. So um, the question is, uh, you know, the, you know, I mean, that's that's really the question. So let's look at H O L Z. Not uh, not something I really know much about. It's imaging systems for surgical products. For the needs of women, uh, I just don't know a whole lot about it. It doesn't look like it's overly exciting to me, but it's in a great area. Medical systems, eight out of one, eight out of one ninety-seven. We definitely had some nice movement in terms of price here. Nice formation. This is a cup without handle, but it's it's in an upward trend on the weekly chart. That's very good, actually. Ah, and it's right in the buy zone. Oh, and a double bottom. Okay. Yeah, this is absolutely viable right now. H-O-L-Z, this is absolutely viable. It's on a very, very good pattern that I happen to particularly like. It's called the double bottom. It, and the, my pattern recognition has picked that out. It's basically viable above 
77.17. So that's looking pretty darn good. It's currently at 79.19. Of course, we're after hours, so you know, you know, you take the weekend off, relax, and see what happens. See how it trades tomorrow. I mean, see how it trades on Monday. Um, so I don't really have any, any really, uh, any more information on that for you. So let's. Okay, so I'm going to go back here to TikTok. Thank you very much. Um, okay. Um, let's see. All right. So let's go to Zynga. Z-N-G-A. Let's look at that really quick. G-A. Okay. Um, ooh, this, this, had a, this had a nasty fall here. Um, let's zoom in a little bit that yeah yeah and we can see this here and I'm, I'm just kind of zooming in on the chart a little bit so that everybody that's watching on um you know watching it on um um on youtube can kind of can kind of see what can kind of see what i'm talking about here this is the this red this uh, black line here this is the 200 day moving average we're definitely pulled below that we had a gap down on earnings look at this and this is always why this is this is a very instructive chart the reason it's very instructive is because everybody thinks, well, you know, I'm doing so great. They're, they're going to have great earnings going into earnings. Well, you never can tell. So if you're not up 10% on a stock going into earnings, you should consider selling it, waiting till it comes to earnings, and then buying it back. Now, look at this. This is exactly what happened here. When we went to earnings, they, they, did, they had great earnings, but guess what? Everybody sold anyways, and we gapped down. So... I am a little bit leery on the stock. I don't typically like to buy any stock that's below the um, that's that's below the 200-day moving average, and that's definitely the case here. Um, this stock, unfortunately, is below the 200-day moving average. So I just think you got to mark this one off your mark. Mark. I think Zynga, you got to you got to um, you got to possibly not uh, you know. Uh, you got to mark it off your list. Now, if you're down more than 7%, consider possibly selling it. Uh, it is it is in an upward trend, but it's still below the 200-day moving average. I just think there's better merchandise out there right now uh, than that. Um, you know, I just I just think there's better merchandise out there than that right now. All right. And Mark also had a question on the on a debit spread. Um, I guess what do you mean by debit spread? Okay. Uh, on 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 the debit side, you know what? I think you got to be a little bit careful right now. With uh, um, you know, Tesla is sort of taking a rest. Um, I I'm really uh, I'm not as bullish on it as I as I was. This is my best stock last year, by the way. And uh, oops, let me see if I can. Okay, one, two, three, four. There we go. I'm just zooming out here a little bit. There we go. So let's take a look at Tesla. I want to kind of, you know. Look at Tesla, TSLA, of course, is the symbol. And, you know, it is an upward trend. I mean, I mean, that's definitely true. You see, I have a, quite a bit of markup. It just moved above that reversal line, which is good. But, you know, the high, the, the intermediate high is the 729. So, you know, it just keeps coming up here and it, and it keeps push, be pushing back. The problem with Tesla and the reason we're having so much trouble is what they call this. This is what they call overhead supply. Now, what do I mean by that? You're like, Jim, what, what the heck is this overhead supply thing? You know, what are you, what are you talking to me about? What, what are you talking about? You know, what's up, Willis? You know, kind of thing. You, you, the reason is, is that people bought it back here. It went up and up and up and up. And then when it started going down, they're like, ah, I'm never going to sell. I'm going to hold Tesla forever. And it went down. 
and it went down and then it came back up and there was a little bit of hope so there was a little selling there but then it started to go down so there's a lot of people that bought up here that haven't yet sold so tesla has a lot of overhead supply so we really need to get past about the 730 740 area before we really can do anything so this is why i would be a little bit careful uh regarding tesla because every time it starts to make the move up there's all these people that sell into that um you know they they they, they sell into it because of the um overhead supply and and so it, it gets it makes it difficult right now for tesla to move above about 730 so that's a that's a difficulty with tesla let's look at square uh, i had square i sold it um yeah, there we go. And I and I had a stop loss. I got I I, I uh, you know it's still below this buy point here. Um, it 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 uh, it's moved above the. This is the reversal line. I'm gonna reactivate that. This is the reversal line. So it's definitely above the reversal line, but it's below the buy point. The buy point being 830, uh, 800, 200. Excuse me, 283 dollars. That's where the buy point is. We're now below that. We're kind of getting some support here at the 21-day line. And it looks like, you know, we may be starting a bounce here. This would be absolutely the earliest I would consider buying Square. I'd be a little bit careful buying Square, and I'll show you why. This is the volume here, and you can see it's relatively low volume. So it seems as if, you know, one, one good thing I will say about Square, the people that have it are not selling it because look at that volume. It's down. So that's a good thing. But I still, you know, it, it sort of has reversed at the 21-day line, but I'm still a little bit, little bit leery on it. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to reactivate this, um, my alert here. And, the, and what I'm going to do here is I really want to, you know, this is based on the consolidation. I really want to see, you know, I'm really not interested in buying Square until it moves above about 273. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put moves above oh so basically what i'm what i'm saying here is that until it moves out of this consolidation and starts its upward trend i don't think you can buy it sunil i really don't i think you have to wait here's what you want to do set your set an alert at two let's see what this is set, set an alert at 273.42 and if it moves above 273.42 then consider buying it because you want to buy it on uptick, you want to buy it as it's moving higher. But right now, unfortunately, with Square, it's not looking as good as we would like it to. to we 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 would not we uh, not looking as good as we'd like. All right, here's the great question. Thanks, Nico. Why why sell before earnings instead of a tight stop loss uh, in case it gets up? You know that's true. You can definitely do that too. But here's the thing. I typically the only reason I sell typically sell and i don't do this all the time you know it depends it's really on a case-by-case -case basis but i do like to sell before because i like to capture that profit because here's the thing i believe very strongly that as long as there's a market out there there's somewhere in the market where we're going to get an opportunity so when it goes through earnings i like to be out there looking to see which you know where the real strength is going through earnings. So if I'm selling something that's not up 10%, I then will take that capital and then wait the next day, see what's really popping, and then I probably will buy it. I like to buy, um, I, I like to buy stocks after they've come through earnings and they have had 
you know, tremendous beats on the earnings because that's where the momentum is. So I like, I like to get in on that. That's kind of, that's kind of the, the thing I'm doing build, by building a position in microchips. So that's part of my thing. I do like to take, I will take profits. I don't always wait for 20% to take profits. Sometimes we'll take them earlier. And, and one of my primary ways of taking profits is when it comes into earnings and it's up, but it's not up 10%. And then I'm like, well, I have some profits. I'm going to take them now. I'm going to wait for it to come through earnings, but I have the capital that I can redeploy really, really quickly. So that's kind of my, my feel. But it, it's, it's, all by, it's all by feel. But one thing you've got to be aware of, it, since, since the rules changed about 20 years ago, regarding um, earnings announcements. Stocks tend to move a lot more in earnings now because before they kind of would, would pre-disclose some of their earnings to some of the people that were in the loop. And that was the way we, they did it before. So it was a lot more stable. Earnings didn't create this volatility, but the way it works with the SEC rules now, um, you know, companies are not allowed basically to share a lot of their uh, information now. A lot of analysts will have ideas, but they don't have the actual, you know, unless they have a mole inside the company, they don't they don't know exactly what's going to happen. So uh, earnings, uh, you know, earnings tend to move stocks a lot more. So what I like to do is I like to have options through earnings, but I don't like to have the uh, actual shares. So that's kind of my my take on it. All right. ASML. Now, ASML is a really interesting company, as you probably well know. This is the these this is the company that's the world leader in um, in lithography, and this is what's required to make the very, very, very newest level of chips. Now, many of these machines are purchased by TSMC uh, or TSM. That's the symbol of it, Taiwan Semiconductor, because they have this is this is the company that makes the state of the art lithography lithography machines for the um, semiconductor industry. So it's a leader. It's a little bit different. It's in the same category as an applied materials, but applied materials products typically go for more commodity-based uh, uh, chip designs, such as the ones from Micron, the memory chips, whereas ASML is the, is the state-of-the-art processors, like the ARM processor, those kind of things. So this is a state-of-the-art company. And very, very interesting. Now, is it viable? Well, no. I wish it was. I wish it was. But this is, this has just been such an incredible stock. Now, there is a way to buy this stock. It's called buying it inch by inch. Now, I don't necessarily recommend this. But, you know, back many, well, not many years, back when um, William O'Neill invented the CanSlim system, uh, he basically, um, uh, he, he basically was looking at stocks like this as, Stocks that just keep going up, they never base. Where do you get into them? Well, actually, there were two chances to get into it. There was a chance to get into it into a double bottom basing pattern, but that was way back in September of last year. That was really the last time that we had a an honest base. But ever since then, even in it, it pulled down a little bit when the COVID crash, but not hardly at all. That's why this is just an incredibly strong stock. How could you buy this one? Well, you can buy this by and it's not, I don't necessarily recommend it, but you can buy it. Now it's pulled up today. Each day it moves up. You buy a quarter position, you buy a fifth of position, fifth of position, fifth of position, fifth of position. So if it's up, uh, if it's up five days in a row, you're going to have a full position. That's really the only way you can buy this. There's really not, there, unfortunately, this is doing, the stock is doing great, but I just really, it really doesn't have a buy point on it. And so I probably would not be a buyer 
of ASML right now. I just probably wouldn't. Ah, question on Volt. Of course, this is the temporary staffing company. Now, I personally hold RHI, Robert Half, but Volt is also a very good in this this very strong uh, uh, staffing area. Now, I don't think it's as good a stock as Robert Half, though, is. That's my opinion of it. It's it's a very inexpensive stock, $4. So this is the thing also. Many stocks that are that are that are um, below ten dollars, there are rules in many of these funds. They cannot buy stocks typically that are under ten dollars. So it's a real handicap if the stock is under ten dollars. Now, Volt is a good company, but it is it is under ten dollars. So it doesn't gonna, it's not going to have as strong of institutional support. Let's look at the number of funds that are in it. Just kind of want to show you this um, to see. We we definitely. You know, I think there definitely are some funds in here. Let me just take a look here. Yeah, owners and funds. Yeah, okay. So notice, because, and part of the reason is because the stock is so cheap. 34, there's 34 funds in this as of January of this, of this year. So it does have some funds in it, but not a lot of funds. Now, let's compare it to, to a stock that in the same group that I think is a better stock. And that's Robert Half, RHI. And RHI is just, you know, got a very nice pattern. Now, it's a little bit extended, mind you. It's a little extended. And, of course, you know, you know, we're looking at a $4 stock, and this is $100. So I can say, Jim, you know, I can buy a whole bunch of Volt for, you know, the price of one share of, of Robert Half. Don't think in those terms. Think of, think of it in terms of percentages. Now, obviously, if it's, you know, Google or Amazon or something like that, it's $3,000 a share. That's a little bit different story. But with this one, you know, just think of the amount potentially of increases. So what, I'm, what am I trying to say here? Well, what I'm trying to say is that if you're looking at Volt, you might want to be looking at Robert Half. Why? Because we're going we're gonna to come through, when the pandemic ends, we're going to come through this, and there's going to be a lot of demand for contracts, and there already are. This, um, Robert Half's numbers were up 43%. Their sales were up 43%. In the last quarter, now they're coming into earnings, and they had some fantastic earnings. Look at that, 224%. So, their June numbers, the the the, the first half of the year, has been very very strong for for Robert Half, and I I think it's going to continue to to move up. So, this is my recommendation. Instead of looking at Volt, take a look at this one. Now, remember, with Volt, we only had 34 funds in it. Uh, Robert Half has 16 1680 funds in it and they're in the same business so uh also robert house has a hundred percent checklist this is the best you can get so my my take on this volt is a good company but i would consider possibly looking at robert half if you're interested in this area it's a good area and uh but i would recommend it looking at robert half as opposed to volt uh looks it looks as though uh i sold my nvidia oh goodness gracious is it too expensive? You could get back in here. You know, this is, I tell you, this is the thing with these stocks like Robert, like NVIDIA. NVIDIA, I believe, is one of the most quality stocks right now. And it's tough because it, it just fools you all the time. You're like, oh, it's fading. I'm going to get out. And then it does something like this. But, I mean, you could get in here. You could get back into NVIDIA here. Now, do I recommend it? Well, it's it is extended. I'll be honest with you. 
you know, right now, NVIDIA is extended on a cup of handle. You could buy it here. If you do, you, you probably want to buy, you know, you don't just want to buy a half position. You want to buy a full position here to get the average lowest, the lowest average cost that you can get. I do think we're going to see NVIDIA go higher. And I believe, I, you know, and again, it's hard to, it's hard to judge where a stock is going to go in what time frame. But I think coming into October and towards the end of the year, NVIDIA is going to have a very strong year. A very strong year, so I, I fully expect it to move to 250, 260. Um, you know, not next week, but I think, I think in the next few months. I really believe that because of this trend. Now, what happened? The reason there was this cut base. I'm going to zoom in a little bit on Nvidia and see if we can get in on that a little bit. I'm going to see if it lets me do that. One, two, three. Not getting in too tight. This is a 175% magnification here, so it, it's uh, it's easy for me, but it's hard to you know hard. You can see how there's this cup with handle formation, the buy point 207.33, and then it moved above that. Well, what can what what can we do on that? Well, what was happening was when it came off of this base here at 162, what happened is it went too steeply. See how that see how that line was too steep. So basically, it, it, it's, it's corrected a little bit. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put this trend line here, and I'm going to sort of correct it back to the 10-day moving average. This is kind of where I see NVIDIA going. So I definitely see it moving to 1, 2, 3, 4. So I definitely see it moving to about the 250 frame towards the end of September. So I think you definitely could get back in here. Because I do think that, you know, again, once it went through the base period, it's just at the same slope and angle on the on, on attack. So I think that, you know, we're going to see, we haven't seen the last of, of NVIDIA. So um, here's, the, here's the thing about uh, really quality stocks like NVIDIA. It's best, and it's hard to do this, to not sell it unless you're coming into an earnings period. Just keep pushing your stop loss up. But I definitely think you could get back in here. Now, you're, you're not going to, you know, it, it's a little bit more dangerous, but I definitely think you could still buy it. It's, a, it's extended. I won't be, I, I'll be honest with you. It is extended. So I, I wouldn't necessarily, you know, I, if you're going to get back in, I think you need to get it back in now as quickly as, quickly as possible. But it is extended. you got to be aware of that. But I still think you could get back in. Really, my maximum extension off of the buy point is about 10%. I like to buy them under 5% just because of that, but you can go as high as 10%. So I definitely think you can get back in. <laughs> that's my, that that's, that's my, that's my take on it. All right. Uh, let's, uh, this, can you explain max return on risk on your AM, uh, on your AM, um, D bull put spread yesterday? Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Ronald. Well, let's see. Let me see. Let me let me see if I can bring up those slides, uh, and and get that get that for you, Ronald, because that's uh, and I and I kind of want I want to show you that kind of what that is, and that, and that's an automatic calculation that that it's made. But let's 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 go see if I can pull up that slide. So I'm pulling up the slides that this is the deck that went out yesterday, and this is on the AMD spread. So I'm going to look AMD. All right. All right, so there we go. Okay, so here is the deck. Uh, there we go. Okay, so we're going to kind of see both on top of each other. I hope you don't mind this, but yeah, on my on my presentation. But basically, 
what you're talking about, obviously, is um, this max return on risk, 86%, 86.9%. Well, what that means is, is that if the maximum return would be 465%. Now, if the maximum return, I'm just saying, if the maximum return was 535%, that would be the maximum risk, we would have a maximum return on risk of 100%. But because it's a little bit lower than that, it's 86.9%. Now, what's this in parentheses? 622% per annum. Well, if you were able to do this over a period of a year, which would be great, by the way, if you could do that, then you would make 622% on your risk. Now, here's the thing. Because we, because this is a bull put spread, because it's a bull put spread, guess what? We don't have to come out of our pocket. This is why I like bull put spreads so much. We're not coming out of our pocket $465. That's going into our pocket. Now it's restricted cash, but it's going into our pocket. So that does not, so that so that stays in our account. So we already have kind of a deposit there in case there's a, in case there's an issue. So this is the reason I like bull put spread so much. But the 86.9% is based on the maximum risk. So the maximum risk of 535, that would be a hundred percent max return on the risk, but because it's the, the max return is less than that, it's 464 as opposed to 535, it's 86.9% over the period of time. And the break-even, of course, is 105. So I think we're doing pretty good on that. I'll just kind of look at, the, this is the this is the payout chart. I'm going to kind of look at that. Yeah, this is sort of how it, you know, how it, how it, how it moves. But let's kind of look at the payout chart. This is an easy way to go. Let's see what AMD, I just want to see what AMD is selling for AMD here okay it's at 111 right now so so let's go back to that and we're gonna look and it's august 27th today so let's look at 111 here oh okay so 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 the if if you were using the black shoals model and and this is the black shoals model this is the black shoals merton model we should have a fair value evaluation of this today should be we have made $87. Now we may be lower or higher depending on how, you know, how it's trading because it's moved up so quickly, it's going to be probably a little bit more. But if we just stay at this 110 level and we just move across, as you can see, we, we, we get over here and then boom, we've made all the money. Now, typically I like to close them when I made about 50% of the profit. So the maximum profit potential on this spread per contract spread is $465. I like to start looking to possibly uh, close it if we're, if it's less than 50% of the time and, and we're, if we're up more than 50% and less than 50% of the time, then I'm looking to close it sometimes. So that's one thing, but, uh, that, uh, um, that I want to put out there, but thank you very, very much for that. Um, that question, Ronald, I, I appreciate it. That's a very, very insightful question. And so hopefully, uh, we will be making some money on that spread. That would be excellent. I, I think it's going to, I think, I think this AMD spread is going to succeed. I had a similar spread on like the AMD spread on NVIDIA. Now, I closed that today. Why? Because I took the profits. Now, I could have carried it longer, but I wanted to just take those profits. I definitely think we're going to get some nice profits on the AMD. Now, I'm also looking at doing something on microchip only because I think it's in this, this sort of the sweet spot. It's not as good a company as AMD or NVIDIA, but it's going to be splitting two for one. And that's very bullish, and that can possibly run it up a little bit. 
Okay, but uh, but thanks so very much for that question. All right, next question from PP. It's P L A N. Let's look at that. P L A N. And that is uh, provides. Oh, okay, so it's a cloud. This is an area that's been heating up too. I just want to point this out. I'm going to bring up the chart here. I don't know if you can see this on here, but you notice it's on the NYSE Computer Software Enterprise. Now, this area has been improving markedly. So it's 30 out of one, um, 197. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to flip over. Well, I don't think I'm going <laughs> to. If I could, I would show you how much improved this area is. Now, would I buy this? Would I buy this stock? Well, I would be a little bit concerned about this one PP, and here's why. This is the this is the 200-day moving average. Okay, I don't like to buy them below the 200-day moving average. Now, you now you say to me, Jim. Well, it isn't at the, it's at the 200-day. That is true. That is true. But it's still below it I, in my in my book. Also, we have earnings in four days, so I just don't want to buy it this close to earnings. Now, I may miss the bust, but part of the thing, it's sort of like stepping out in the road when you've got heavy traffic. You want to minimize your risk of getting run over. So I don't like to buy them this close in to earnings because we can get some serious, you know, you can get some serious earnings surprises. Let's kind of look back in the past. See, in the past, the last one, two, three, four. So the characteristic of this stock is when it goes through earnings, even if the earnings are good, it tip it tends to move down. So let's let's see if I can move the magnification down there. There we go. So if you'll notice, every time this is how this, this is a, this, the sales are increasing in this company over twenty percent a quarter. That is excellent. Okay, but guess what? Even when that happens, it typically will, and I'm just trying to put the line on it. You see how that went down right after earnings last time? And then the time before it went down in earnings? And then the time before, well, it did go on, it went down in earnings as well. And then the fourth time. So this stock, for whatever reason, tends to move lower on earnings. So I just wouldn't buy this this close into earnings. And, and also, it's got a relative strength of 39. So I don't think you can buy the, I don't think you can buy this one. Unfortunately, I think you got to wait until it comes through earnings, uh, 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 through, through earnings. All right, let's do Roku, Roku. And this, you know, what's so interesting about Roku is I think Roku is going to become the operating system for televisions, kind of like the, you know, that's like maybe kind of like the windows of television sets because every it seems like all the big screen companies are building Roku in. Now, that said, would I buy Roku at this level? No. And I'm going to show you why. Oops. I'm going to show you why I wouldn't be buying Roku at this level. So I'm going to, I'm going to jump the magnification up to about 200% here to see. Okay, we have a very nice cup formation. It came right up to the spy point and it failed. Ooh, and it pulled back and it pulled below the 200-day um, moving average. Unfortunately, this is not where you want to buy it. Now, I'm not saying we should never buy this one because, but I want to show you some things that are showing up, at least for me on my chart. Even though we have this tremendous growth in earnings, look at this. 
you know, 523%, 220%, 249%, all really looking good. But you know what? We have this little Easter egg here. And what that means is that now if that was a blue bar and an Easter egg, boy, I would like that. But unfortunately, what that says to us is that this is the highest volume since the last base. And the last base was by back here. So for some reason, and I don't know why this is the case, I, I'm not privy to this, but right now we're still in a basing pattern. So until it moves, until it reverses above the 200-day line, which is this black line here, I think we got to kind of put it on the back burner a little bit. Uh, so I would not be a buyer of Roku at this level. Just wouldn't be just because of the chart pattern. I like the company, I like what they're doing, but the chart action, I don't, I would don't want to buy it below. I just, I just don't want to buy it below. Um, um, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to buy below two hundred. Um, um, yeah, I, I don't want, I don't want to buy it below the two hundred day line. So that's kind of my, my take on it. Don't want to do that uh, for that. Okay, um, Pcor. PCOR. Okay, let's see if I can get that in here. PCOR. Uh, if I can get it down, yeah. PCOR. I think uh, Peloton had a had a huge drop off. Now this is an IPO. I'm not familiar that familiar with this one. This one just came out. I'm on the weekly chart here. Typically don't want to buy um, a IPO until at least it's been around for three months. Now, this is the daily chart on it. We came out, we IPO'd at 67 on this one, and we moved, you know, we, we, we pulled back, we moved up, but then we moved into the buy zone, and then we moved above the buy zone, and we've moved back into the buy zone. Would I buy this at this point? Probably not. And the reason is, is because even though it's in the computer software enterprise area, the love in this area is typically going into the mega caps. So, um, you know, probably not on this one, uh, at least for right now. It just doesn't look, it doesn't look like, like it's set up properly uh, to buy it. Now, that's not saying it's not watch listable, but I really want to see it move about above about 120. That's the, that's the former higher high before I'm going to get back interested in it. The relative strength is looking good, though. It's pulling up, but I just think, you know, just not the time for this one. Time to watch list this one, and you know it's going to take you. It's going to take a little bit of a time, so kind of watch list that one a little bit. All right, uh, let's look at UAA and UAA Under Armour. This now I had this one before. I had a very nice spread play on this one. This one is actually looking fairly good. Now apparel manufacturers have fallen a little bit, but they're still in the top sixty percent of all of the stocks. So that's a very good thing. Uh, the question is, can we buy armor, uh, Under Armour at this point? Well, it's reversed above the reversal line. That's why I have this reversal line on it. Their earnings per share would absolutely blow out. They're up 300%. This was, uh, you know, this was basic, basically on August 3rd. They had great numbers. And look, at just roared out of here. But it, it's come up to the, the buy point, 26.02, and there's been some resistance, so it's pulled back. So right now it seems to be right at the 21 day line. Now, if it we got some consist if we got if we got some a strong bounce off of this line, then we might do it. Now it's obviously made the first day of it. But here's the thing. I want to see this move up maybe another day or two, and then I'd possibly consider getting into it. But I wouldn't get in with a full position 
based on this chart because a cup with handle, it just takes time. And that's the thing. Here's the problem with the cup and handle. It's, a, it's an awesome, awesome pattern. This is probably the best pattern there is out there. But one thing I want to warn you on with cup and handle is that that handle can be awful long. <laughs> and it could just continue to be kind of in this range for a while and then move up. So I probably would pass on this one. I just think that there's better merchandise out there right now. It's a good it's a good stock in a good area, but I think, you know, it's probably, I, I, I would watch this, this one. I would not buy this one just because of that, just because of that. Um, all right. Uh, is Macy's a good idea? You know, I sold some of my Macy's uh, this morning, and it was because what I did is I looked at one of my positions, and I bought it too, I bought it too late. So I sold the position that I bought too late. I kept the positions that I bought correctly. As you can see, I bought basically at the at right before the breakout, and and this is sort of this is this is the kind of the handling action, even though this isn't a true cup of handle, but this is how stocks will typically trade. There'll be a cup, and then it'll come up, and then it will pull back, and then once it's pulled back and it hits a major res line, and the, the line here is the 40-day moving average, then it if there if if the if the volume dries up, and you can see it did, see how that volume dro drove up? It went, it 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 um, it, it 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 dried up. See, selling, selling, selling into, and then all the sellers were washed out. Okay, it hit the 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 forty day moving average. That's where it reversed. Say that, and that's where it reversed higher. And then, as it went higher, you see it made this very nice. You know the sellers were were selling, but they but they're fewer and fewer sellers. So my guess is with Macy's, this is going to go higher. <laughs> this is going to go even higher. And yes, you can buy it right at this point. So I think it still is a good uh, idea to buy this one. Now I trimmed my position only because I wanted to to sort of rearrange the the deck chairs on the Titanic. But I still have Macy's. I really like the stock. I like the action. I also like the fact that it's the number two category, two out of 197. So that's looking pretty darn strong when it comes to a stock. So right now, Macy's is absolutely, absolutely actionable at this level. You can buy it right now. And of course, it's after hours. I don't recommend buying it in after hours. But on Monday, if, you know, if it holds... You know, at this $23, $24 level, I think it's a very, very good buy. I think you're I think you could do a lot worse than buy this one at this at this level. Let's look at Palantir. I have Palantir as well. PLTR. Apparently, you know, they had some incredibly good uh, news reports. And 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 by the way, we're finally in a place where I start I think you can start building a bigger position in Palantir. I'm gonna zoom in on this a little bit. Now I have been I tell you, I've been all over the map when it comes to Palantir. I sold it out, and and I was like, oh, it'll never come back. And then and then I'm like, oh, it based and it and it moved above the reverse line. That's where I started. I started with on the 12th, I bought a half position basically, and that, and I bought it basically. I set my stop loss 24.92. It's in a beautiful consolidated. It's in a it's in a cup with handle. But what I like about this cup of handle is that it's right at the it's it's right getting ready to break out. This is will break out. Now here's where you if you want to buy Palantir, here's what I would recommend doing. I'm gonna set an alert on the the line. Basically, this is the this is 
this is where I want to buy it. I want to buy it right about 26. That's that's going to be the ideal place for me to buy Palantir. So I'm going to zoom out a little bit and I'm going to show you. Um, yeah, there we go. Okay. So what's starting to happen? This is this is sort of a this is the the handle consolidation. It's gonna it's gonna it's gonna pop out. So here's what you can do on this J that might be a very very good play, and that is set a buy stop limit order at 26 plus two, 10 cents for uh for 26 uh, 26 10 as the stock goes to the stop price of 26 then and immediately you it automatically issues an order to buy up to 2610 so as it's pushing beyond the buy point which is about 26 it will buy you in at about 2610 so that would be an ideal buy on palantir and by the way they had some excellent earnings they're up 300 percent. so i do think that palantir finally after all of this consolidation see that's what happens the stock will go up and then it will consolidate for a long time See, and this just consolidated for a long time, and now I think it's ready to make a move higher. That's just what it takes. That that's that's just that's just sometimes what it takes. You know, it takes this amount of time, basically come all the way up here, and then once it pulls back, it's got to consolidate, and then now it's ready to go. So, I would really, I really think that if you were to buy on a buy stop limit order, uh, Palantir at twenty six and then ten cents. I think that would be an excellent buy, and I think you'd be very well rewarded for it. This is a good stock, and it's coming into its own. It, it was an IPO. It's very. It was, you know, I, I when I I don't like trading IPOs as much now. It's a little bit more seasons. It's still not a totally seasoned stock. It's only had a 200-day moving average for about a month, but it's basically getting to the point where it's starting to become very investable. So I do think that Palantir has a really good future, and based on this chart. I would want to go in at about 26.10. That's kind of where I would want to be in. All right. Another question on from Pablo on NVIDIA. And, of course, everybody knows I like NVIDIA a lot. Um, I've, I've been trading it. It's sort of my Tesla substitute this year. I, you know, it's a little extended. I'll be honest with you. It's a little extended. Could you still buy it at this level? Yes. I think it's a strong enough stock where you can buy it. Now, I'm not saying... You should buy it too much above this because we are extended, but you can add to uh, it's definitely you definitely can add to it. I'd even consider it if it's a half position, possibly a new position, but I don't really want to be starting a new position here. But adding to it is fine. Absolutely fine. Uh, and I and I think it's a great stock. I, I do, of course, think that at least for right now, <laughs> it's not in that sweet spot. <coughs> All right. I think it's going to be the last question because we're almost at an hour here. And this is coming from Jose. Let's look at Wish. <coughs> now, this is kind of a meme stock. Um, I'm not sure that this is one you would want, Cortex Logic. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's in a downward trend. You can see I've drawn the reversal line here. It has not moved above this reversal line. I think right now, Jose, I just think you can't, if you're in it, Please consider selling it. This is this is not doing well. The stock is not doing well, and I just don't think it's a time to get in it. I don't think it's a good. Um, I don't think it's a good one um, for right now. So uh, that is that. I you know basically gonna 
say that on that. Okay, last question from Aziz. Thank you very much. B-F-I-N. Let's look at it. B-F-I-N. B-F-I-N. Take a look, and that's Bank Financial Corp. It's a holding company. Um, and interesting, it's in DuPage County. So, so this is up in the Chicagoland area. Very much like this area, by the way. Um, this is a relatively uh, low price stock, but you know this is not a bad action. It pulled above the buy zone and it's pulled back in after hours trading. Um, it's a savings and loan, so it's 89 out of 197. These are tough stocks to trade. I'll tell you why because they don't have a lot of volume. <coughs> One third of the stocks in this S&P 500 are banks, <coughs> and this definitely falls into the category. I, you can definitely make money in banks, no question. But there are some red flags here that I kind of want to point out, and I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer here, but we're seeing some declining sales, and I don't like to see that. Um, now, also declining profits. Now, it's been holding its own, and, and this is not a bad chart. This is not a bad chart. This looks like it's a possible acquisition target. That's kind of what it's looking like to me. It's got cash flow. It's got return on equity. So a lot of things are lining up for it. But you know what? I just don't think... And a 56, um, a 56 checklist, I just don't think it's time for this stock. I would not buy um, I would not buy this one right now. Uh, BFIN, I don't think I don't think you can buy this one right now. Thank you very much, Kate. I hope you also, everybody out there, has a good weekend too. I know I'm going to be enjoying myself at the pool, <laughs> my favorite spot uh, out by the pool. Hopefully I'll get some, you know, hopefully I won't get some sunburn, but uh, that's what I'm going to be doing. Uh, and uh, everybody, uh, you know, we're going to be, obviously, um, the Labor Day weekend is coming up. We're not going to be, we're not going to be on online on Labor Day because it doesn't make any sense because the markets aren't open, but we'll be coming back probably on Tuesday. So um, everybody, um, you know, have a very, very wonderful weekend. I think, is it Labor Day? Is this Labor Day weekend? I think, or is it next? I think it might be next week. It's like, it's 27th, so it's 28th, 29th. 30th. I think this is this is. I think this maybe. I don't know if this is Labor Day or not. Or it's next week. Uh, I don't know. But anyways, everybody have have a very very pleasant and nice um, uh, weekend. And by the way, if you want to get uh, on the action trade alerts, I always bring this up just because um, you know we have some nice spread trades. We had we had. Uh, I think I put out the AMD trade on on Dallas trading floor, but it's super easy. All you have to do and is go to www.dallastradingfloor. So until, oh, I have one more comment. Uh, and, oh, nice weekend. Thank you very much, Kate. So uh, everybody, have a nice weekend. Stay safe and, uh, you know, pray for, pray for our troops in Afghanistan. Please do that because they're in a lot of harm's way. So I will see you uh, on Monday or Tuesday. Uh, I think Monday. Yeah, I think it'll be, be Monday. But have a nice, nice weekend.